Welcome back, everybody, to another Vince August podcast, episode 23. And I'm kind of leaning towards riding the coattails of my last podcast, episode 22, which did really well. Uh, I wanted to break into some news, but seems like you guys really like uh, the entertainment stuff and like it to keep me light right now. So, um, you know what? I'm listening to you, and I'm going to keep it light. This episode will feature favorite TV shows um, throughout my lifetime. Uh, That's going to start us really in the 70s. I I was born in 1969, so I'm a product of the 70s um, in terms of childhood. And uh, we'll take you 70s, 80s to current. If I don't get through it because there's too many, we'll make this a two-part episode. Um, But let's not waste any time. Jump right in. With regards to, yeah, you have to understand my mentality and, you know, where I'm coming from in terms of the shows I watched as a kid, which are going to blow you away. Um, You have to remember, I'm the youngest of four. Um, My oldest brother is 12. There's a 12 year gap between us. My my second older brother, Mario, is 10 years older than me. Um, So there was a significant gap. So at age six seven you know they're in control of the tv there was one tv in my house so i'm watching shows that 18 19 year olds are watching um because again there's only one tv the other thing is you know when my parents when we own the family business when they finally sat down to watch tv um because of the way things were in the 70s we we sat down as a family so a lot of what I'm going to tell you in terms of what I was watching was very much influenced by the fact that I was the youngest. We did have one TV, and that's pretty much what the family watched. Um, starting with the 70s, I would have to say that my favorite show at the time um, really had to be Welcome Back, Cotter. I, I was... Um, a huge Welcome Back, Cotter fan with John Travolta. That was one of the first voice impersonations I learned how to do. Um, I, I thought Gabe Kaplan as the teacher, um, it just it, it was very representative of the grammar school I went to in the sense that there was one of everything there. Um, you know, I went to a Catholic grammar school, but it was very diverse. Our neighborhood, Hackensack, New Jersey, was very diverse. So even though it was about a high school setting, it, it, it kind of spoke to me. I got the humor. I love that Gabe Kaplan told a joke at the end of every episode. Um, who knows what that wound up spawning in me later on. But Welcome Back, Hotter, w- without a doubt, was one of the, my top 70s shows. Um, another one that I, I really loved looking back was What's Happening. Uh, that was another favorite show. I remember what's happening being on around like six o'clock at night. I, I don't remember it prime time. And I don't know if it was because I was watching reruns of the show and that's the time slot they gave it. But I remember what's happening being on around six, seven o'clock at night. Um, not really prime time, but that that was another show I just absolutely loved. Um, Three's Company. In the 70s, again, uh, a, a staple in my house. And, and it, it just was a show that we all watched. Um, 
Other shows that jump out at me from the 70s, Six Million Dollar Man um, was was definitely a fun show. I had the Six Million Dollar Man doll, and to this day, I can honestly tell you, I still don't know what that prop was that came with the doll. If you remember the Steve Austin Six Million Dollar Man doll, he came in a run, red jogging suit. And you could see through his bionic eye and he had like his, his arm plate would come off so you can see his arm was bionic. And they gave you like this red and gray engine block, which I never understood what it was. But I had the $6 million man doll. I was a huge $6 million man fan. Uh, another very, very funny show, which I, I seemed to get the humor as a kid, was the, the TV show Soap. Uh, with Billy Crystal, uh, that to me again an, another really funny TV show that for a kid, you know, I mean you're talking under ten years old. Uh, I got the humor, I loved it, I, I watched it. Um, I mean, so those are the the standout shows, and then there's the one show that my family watched, and although I watched it and kind of understood it. I didn't have an appreciation for it until later. And now I look back on it and call it the best show maybe in television history. And that's all in the family. Um, Growing up as a kid, my father loved all in the family. That, That was his show to watch. Now, you have to understand as... An Italian immigrant, my dad didn't get a lot of the American humor, um, but he just loved the Archie Bunky, uh, Archie Bunker character, loved the Edith character, um, loved the sheer honesty of that flawed character that was Archie Bunker. And, you know, again, growing up as a kid, I didn't relate to it the same way I did Welcome back, Hotter, Three's Company Soap. In terms of the humor, uh, what's happening? I, I didn't find the humor in it that way. That was a little bit above the head of a kid under 10 years old. Looking back, I, I think that's a standout as maybe one of the best shows ever on television. With regards to shows I did not get, shows I, I was not into, you know, I remember... My brother used to watch um, Emergency every Saturday night it was on, and that show drove me nuts. I, I was not a fan of it. He loved to watch it, and oh, I couldn't wait till it was over. Other shows that I'm not sure they were necessarily 70s shows. Again, I'm going by what my brother used to watch on TV. Mainly my brother Mario was more of a TV head. Um, I was not a Star Trek fan, not a Trekkie. Still not a Trekkie. And maybe because I didn't like the TV show, I never got into the movies. Not a Star Trek fan at all. Um, the the other main staple, though, that I have to address from the 70s, again, that never spoke to me as a kid or later on in life, is the TV show MASH. Um, I never got the dark humor behind it. have tried to go, go back and watch it. And it just it it doesn't do it for me. I, I I never quite understood the appeal to the TV show Mash. Um, 
not saying it's not a good show. Just, again, for whatever reason, it wasn't something that connected with anybody in my family. We were, we were not MASH fans. Um, so, th- so that was really the, the TV shows from the 70s. There was something else on in the 70s that I absolutely loved. And I, I'm pretty sure it was late 70s, possibly early, early 80s. But it was one of my favorite things on television as a kid who loved television. You have to understand, I, want, I knew I wanted to be on TV as a kid. I loved TV. Battle of the Network Stars was one of my absolute favorite things in the world to watch. I look forward to it every year to see the actors and actresses on your favorite shows in their real person um, and and competing like that. And just I, I, for whatever reason, again, even though I was young, that was it really was something I enjoyed watching. I, I really love to see actors out of their acting element and in their normal, you know, real life element, especially in a competition way. I was always into sports as a kid. I wish they would bring that back. I would love to see Battle of the Network stars come back. Uh, and it can come back in such a huge way now because you have so many networks. I mean, you can turn it into a mini Olympics. I, I think it would be just something really fun to watch. Um, so that that was something else. The 70s and 80s kind of blur into each other. I mean, another TV show I watched, I, I'm pretty sure it was late 70s, early 80s, Baba Black Sheep with Robert Conrad. That was an, another favorite that I used to make sure to tune into. Um, I was not an eight is enough fan for whatever reason. Uh, not not a fan of that comedy. Um, you know, then there was the stuff on TV that was probably more 60s. I was not a Partridge Family person. I was not a Brady Bunch person. Um, you know, I know a lot of people grew up with the Brady Bunch. It, it wasn't my thing. Um I didn't get the Partridge family, and I know Star Trek and Star Wars, you're either a Trekkie or Star Wars head. I I got the feeling it was the same thing between the Partridge family and the Brady Bunch, and I never liked either family. Um, I I must have lived in a – well, I obviously lived in a different neighborhood. I lived in the What's Happening neighborhood, which was definitely better. Um, Other shows that we watched, Sanford and Son, were were great shows. Um, You know, the, the Jeffersons. Uh, all great shows from the 70s, but you know, I listed my standouts. Now the 80s. 80s is, again, the, the teen high school years. This is where you really get into watching TV. This takes me from you know 7th, 8th grade through high school into college. Um, I, I think this is the TV head years. And when you look at the 80s, the, the one show that jumps out at me that I – absolutely laughed at every time it was on was married with children i thought that show was just comedic genius um i loved it loved the al bundy character peg bundy every character in the show was funny and the amazing thing about it was that they were able to change the um, the the husband character with with Darcy during the show brought in um, you know, you know the, the TV show Poison uh, Ted McGinley who 
was a seamless transition somehow. And Ted McGinley was great in Married with Children. He was great in that show. Um, so that that was definitely a favorite. And again, another there were the other two crossover shows from 70s to 80s, I guess. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Um, not a huge fan. Liked Happy Days, didn't love Happy Days. I was not a big Fonz fan. Uh, Laverne and Shirley liked it, didn't love it. Um, to me, you know, the, the comedies, again, that jump out are the ones I'm mentioning, but Married with Children, definitely at the top of the list. Um, as I got into high school, Family Ties um, with Michael J. Fox, without a doubt, one of my must-tune-in shows. Um, that, that was, that, that character, that family really was, was, I thought very funny, um, to have the liberal parents with the conservative kid, I, I thought was looking back, really great writing, very, very funny show. That one jumped out at me. Uh, Cosby show, of course was, you know, everybody watched the Cosby show and, and of course it was hysterical. Let's, let's get past everything going on with Bill Cosby right now and, and judge the show for what it is. It was it was what you want to see happen to a comedian taking a stand-up act, turning it into a TV show, and, and Cosby really set the stage for that. It was you know, just a brilliant show in terms of comedy and speaking to everyone, a, a black family that spoke to everyone. Um, so that was great. The other two standouts, um, the, the first being a, an HBO series, it's Gary Shandling show, which was basically a behind the scenes of a talk show um, being done as if it was a talk show and you are breaking down the third wall. Uh, just a great show that a lot of people didn't appreciate the way I did. None of my friends really got into it's Gary Shandling show. I, I loved it out of the gate. It was without a doubt one of my favorites. Um so, you know, from the 80s perspective, Married with Children is, you know, a, a standout. But even as a standout and even with all these funny shows, there was the one show I never, ever missed. And again, it was kind of like Family Ties and, and the Cosby show. But this one was without a doubt in the 80s, the comedy. And that's Cheers. Um, nothing for me beat Cheers in terms of, you know, again, must-watch television, sit down. You knew where you were on a Thursday night. Uh, you were watching Cheers. Um, that was a show that when it ended was something that was very sad. And, again, there's another show. You know how good a show is when it goes through the transitions, when you lose the coach character and you bring in Woody Harrelson, when you lose uh, the Diane character and you bring in Kirstie Alley. And the show is seamless and it just keeps on going. Normally when you lose characters out of a show or you start to jump the shark and, and you know, put things in, uh, you, you start to lose an audience. And that never happened with Cheers. At least it never happened with me. Uh, so those were the standout, really the comedy shows. As far as non-comedy, not a Hill Street Blues guy, um, I don't know, was was ER 80s or 90s? I have a feeling that was more 90s. Uh, I guess the one show that was not um, comedy 
that was my show, my nightly soap opera was, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's true, Miami Vice. Uh, I think we were all Miami Vice fans. If you grew up in the 80s, if you were in high school, everybody was a Miami Vice fan. Here is the difference between Miami Vice, though, and then, and talking about the seamless transition. This is why Miami Vice doesn't come close to Cheers or some of the other shows or, or like Married with Children. There was a, a definitive line when Miami Vice changed. And, you know, th- there was a point where you could say they jumped the shark. And that was from the episode where they blow up Crockett's black Ferrari Spider and he transitions into the white Ferrari Testarossa. Now, it's not because the car was different. If you watch the show, to me, that was the, the memory point, at least, where I started to see the difference in the show when they started to bring in the bigger celebrity villains. And they started to bring in the celebrity love interest, Sheena Easton, and all kinds of things. And, and you saw that it became a lot more about the wardrobe. It became more about the clothes. It became more about their look and less about the show. I thought the first couple of seasons of Miami Vice were just incredible cop show stuff. Judging by what was in the in the 70s with Starsky and Hutch and Shaft, I really thought Miami Vice jumped to a new place. Um, the, the music with Jan Hammer really took cop shows you know it and moved them forward but there was that dividing line and and you you I definitely had a disconnect with the show in the later years and you know you you continue watching it because you're kind of hooked on it but I I missed episodes caught up with them later on um I have to tell you the last episode which everybody watched and and I watched I I felt nothing for the characters I wasn't disappointed when it was over when Cheers was over, uh, and, and I can remember the last line. I can remember Sam Malone, um, you know, Ted Danson looking at the, the, the customer saying, we're closed. Um, you know, so, the, the, you know, again, there's powerful endings, and then there's that. And, um, yeah, that was where Miami Vice lost me. Then we get into the 90s. Now, the 90s, you have to understand, is a little different from me because – now I'm in college, I'm finishing college, I'm in law school, and I'm, I'm reading, studying, working part-time. Uh, my television watching curtailed drastically. Then in the mid-90s to, you know, 96, 97, I start writing, I start getting into comedy. I start watching less and less television because I don't want to be swayed in what I'm putting on stage by what's being used on TV in terms of comedy um, because that's when two huge shows hit the air in terms of taking stand-up and bringing it to television, and I never wanted to get swayed by TV. So my, my 90s TV watching um, really was was very limited. Um, but the, the standout shows that I'll address from the 90s uh, – Huge Will and Grace fan out of the gate. Will and Grace was, to me, again, another really funny show that took characters to a place 
where we were afraid to go. And this was off the heels of the whole Ellen DeGeneres thing. And she came out and, you know, lost the show and, you know, because she was gay. And, and Will and Grace came out and celebrated it. Will and Grace, though, had a jump the shark moment. Uh, and Will and Grace's jump the shark moment was when they started again in, in my I guess the best way to define it was the characters became caricatures of themselves and they overplayed their own character. It's like they were now acting as if their character was acting their character, if, if that makes sense. So, you know, the Will character was now doing an impersonation of Will. Um, you know, the, the same thing with Jack and, and Karen and uh, they, they will all seem to be doing impersonations of themselves. Harry Connick Jr. I thought did a great job on the show. But again, at that point, I, I think the show kind of took a turn and, and lost me. So Will and Grace, funny out of the blocks, started losing me later. Um, of the two NBC shows, Seinfeld and Frasier, a lot of you are going to be shocked by this. I was a bigger Frasier fan than I was Seinfeld. Um, and and I love Larry David. Um, and and you know, I'm going to get into Curb in the next decade. But I, I was a bigger Frasier fan than Seinfeld. Now, it could be, again, because I was such a huge fan of Cheers. I mean, if, if we're going to highlight the show from the 80s for me, it was Cheers. Uh, Cheers wins my 80s contest. Um, in terms of 70s, it's probably going to be Welcome back, Cotter, growing up, looking back, it's all in the family. But um, Frazier beats out Seinfeld, plain and simple. It does. Um, I liked Seinfeld a lot. I didn't, I didn't love Seinfeld. I didn't have that, you know, that, that thing that people just watched it all the time and thought it was brilliant and genius and this and that. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, I was not a huge Seinfeld fan. Um, a bigger Frasier fan. I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I probably liked the early seasons of Will and Grace made me laugh more than Seinfeld did. Uh, and I, that may shock a lot of people. Um, everybody loves Raymond. Another show again, it, it's later nineties. Everybody loves Raymond. Again, I was probably a bigger fan of that than Seinfeld as well. Uh, and as you're seeing, Seinfeld keeps dropping down the list. But looking back, I again, I, I liked it, didn't love it. But if you have to say what's the favorite show that came out of the 90s for me um, in terms of, and looking back on it, I, one funny, edgy, and like All in the Family, one of the most important TV shows ever, and that's South Park. Um, South Park stands by itself for as funny as Will and Grace was everybody loves Raymond Frazier, which was must see TV for me. Seinfeld South Park just changed television. Um, I, I never would have expected to see anything like that. The the killing Kenny ep every episode, just clear and above uh, the, the best. Here's some things that will shock you coming out of that decade. In terms of shows I was not a fan of. Um, and just the last, you know, getting from late 80s to all through the 90s. Was not a fan of the show Mad About You with Paul Reiser. And 
looking back on it, again, you, you look at Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser, both very talented, accomplished. You know, one Paul Reiser, comedian turned actor. Helen Hunt got I'm pretty sure an Oscar winner. Um, definitely an Oscar nominee. Definitely a decorated actress. That show bothered me for some reason. I I don't I couldn't tell you why at the time, but looking back, uh, I just felt that it was for as much as it was a comedy. They they just made the Paul Reiser character so weak in the relationship, and I found it annoying. I found the 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 guy getting bullied by the girlfriend thing annoying in that situation. Now everybody loves Raymond. Ray definitely gets bullied um, by his wife Deborah, but it, it's done in a it's obviously a comedy type of thing. I don't know. There was something about Mad About You that really bothered me. Uh, other shows I did not get. Uh, this one is an 80s show, and I, I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to the 80s. Another show that just did not talk to me. I did not like it. It annoyed me. Facts of Life. Not a Facts of Life fan. Uh, again, it's probably more of a, a chick show than a guy show, and that's probably why. I know everybody thought Joe was hot. Um, the the girl played Joe, and, and people who, you know, there was Team Blair, Team Joe. I, I was team none of it. I didn't want to have anything to do with any of that show. Not a fan. Um, again, moving back forward, Baywatch, not a Baywatch fan. Didn't get it. I, I know it was huge. I know everyone loved Pamela Anderson. I know the, the whole running slow motion on the beach appealed to an enormous audience worldwide. Someday, maybe you can explain it to me. Never a Baywatch fan. Not an X-Files fan. Um, didn't get into the whole aliens thing, uh, watched maybe an episode, couldn't get into it. Um, not an ER fan, but then again, I didn't like emergency as a kid. Um, you know, these, these hospital shows never did it for me. I don't know why none of the hospital emergency shows did it. I was more of a cop fan. Like here's another TV show, late seventies, early eighties. I love SWAT. Uh, I was a SWAT fan. It's, it's not going to make my top list, but I definitely watched the TV show SWAT. Um, you know, again, if, in terms of cop shows, Starsky and Hutch, Miami Vice were much better than SWAT. But, you know, not not into the hospital aspect. I guess I liked the arrest, the, 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 the shooting, the subduing, the accident scene. But once I got to the hospital, I guess I tuned out. Um, and then there's the show... That is, again, here's the one that's going to rock your world. I was not a huge Seinfeld fan. Like it, watch it, enjoy it, find the humor in it, um, found other stuff funnier. There's one show from the 90s, and I know it's it's part of American history. They have their own um, plaque up at the Warner Brothers lot. There's the, the set has been you know, kept in a special um, area not to be disturbed. It's possibly one of the biggest shows in terms of launching careers. I never understood why people found the TV show Friends funny, amusing, or entertaining. And I know people just threw their hands up wondering what I'm talking about 
I just didn't get it. I did not get it. Um, I tried watching it. And again, I, I, I think it's because the characters, I just didn't, just didn't appeal to me. Um, the Joey character did nothing for me. The, you know, the wannabe actor, kind of Italian goofy guy. Um, the Ross character was just too whiny. Um, you know, just with the whole and the, the relationship with Rachel, I didn't care. Um, the the Chandler character with the sarcasm, I, I just, I never thought any of them were real believable people. And it just did nothing for me. I found nothing in the humor. It, it, I, I never sh- found the show funny, entertaining, amusing. And God knows I tried watching it because it was what was popular on TV and I gave it a shot. But it, it never did anything for me. Um, let's move forward into the next decade. And now we're getting into more of the TV series. I think once we hit the 2000s, we, we kind of get past certain things and we get more into the series. Um, starting with Sopranos. Sopranos was one of those shows, again, I, I, I think it bothered me. Because of the caricature of the Italian mobster family. And and not from the, the aspect of being Italian and, you know, I'm a real Italian and these represent that. No, I understand there's a whole subculture of Italians that this is what they are. Uh, I was a criminal defense attorney. I was involved in the racketeering cases as a, as a defense attorney. I saw real life gangsters and I understand and relate to the show Sopranos as a TV show. Um, I It just, again, I didn't get it. I didn't care enough about any of the characters. I didn't feel any relationship to any of the characters enough to care what happened to them. I didn't care if Tony Soprano lived or died. I didn't, I, I didn't have that thing. See, when I watch a TV show or movie, I have to feel an attachment to one of the characters at least. If I don't, and I don't care about the characters or what happens to the characters, sympathize, hate them, something. If I have no emotional attachment, one extreme or the other to the character, I'm not a fan of the show or the movie. That was my problem with Sopranos. I just never came to relate to any of the characters, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, other shows, and, and it's funny, you know, when I look at this decade, I have more no's than, than yeses. Um, you know, I, I really like... What Seth MacFarlane does with the Family Guy, I like what he did with Ted. Not a fan of the Family Guy. I was always more of a South Park guy. Um, I don't get the Family Guy. I, I just it doesn't. Again, I, I have never laughed at it. I know some people find it brilliantly funny, and and I think Seth MacFarlane is very very funny. I, I love his movies. I love what he's done as a host of stuff. No, sorry, Seth. I just I, I your show just never got me. Um. I don't. I can't say I don't like the show, Thirty Rock. I was just never home to watch it, and I never caught up on reruns. The couple times I did watch it, I found it to be in that Seinfeld type of thing where I saw the wit, I saw the humor, I saw the comedy, I saw the great writing. Um, just didn't find it hysterical. Uh, didn't laugh out loud. Uh, other shows that I never got to watch that maybe someday I will. Um, Mad Men just never watched it. I, I, you know, I just didn't get into it. Um, Lost another show just never got into watching it. 
West Wing, I hear, is great. Never saw an episode. Not one episode. Uh, The Wire. Never saw a single episode. Arrested Development. Never saw a single episode. Um, The other show that everyone loved and thought was brilliant. That, again, this is my... This is my friends um, where a lot of people loved friends and and I didn't get it. And and they look at me like I have three heads when I say I don't get it. This is my 2000 decade version of friends. And that's the office. Um, Just I I I liked it definitely more than friends. Just I you know, it didn't make me laugh out loud. Um, Saw the wit, saw the humor, saw the writing. I, you know what the, the thing was about The Office that I I think I liked more than Friends and it kind of put into the Seinfeld category? I liked some of the characters. I love the Rain Wilson character. I love Steve Carell. I think as individuals, they're all funny people. And when they were brought together, I think there was just something funny about that. But the show in and of itself, I, I didn't... Let's put it this way. I didn't go out of my way to make sure I watched it. Um, so I think The Office... Kind of falls into that Seinfeld category, which isn't a surprise. A lot of people, again, I, I don't dislike it. I, I disliked Friends. Um, you know, I liked The Office, didn't love it. A lot of those shows I didn't get a chance to watch. And probably because I was in the club so much, uh, doing stand-up, uh, and I was working so much. I was building my office. Uh, I was a solo practitioner. This is also the time I became a judge. So in, in terms of... My TV watching, I, I wasn't around enough to watch TV at night. Um, then there were the shows, the, but then there's the show that defines this decade for me as the absolute best show from the decade. And I, I think it's a hands-down winner. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Period. End of story. Um, so as as we make it through the decades, to me, South Park is 90s early 2000s curb your enthusiasm is the rest of that decade um nothing came close to curb your enthusiasm in in terms of humor in terms of must watch tv nothing was was as important for me to stop what i was doing to watch than curb your enthusiasm um another show that I, I of course loved, and and I have to be careful because you know I do some work on the show, very limited. Uh, I'm I'm a backup warm up guy. Uh, the Daily Show with John Stewart. Uh, to me, The Daily Show, again, just hilarious writing, un- unbelievably funny. John Stewart, great host. Um, you know, and this was a thing. Let me tell you about The Daily Show. I watched it when it started with Craig Kilborn, and John changed the formula completely. Uh, make no mistake about it. How it started with Craig and what John did to it were two completely different shows. And, and I've had the opportunity to meet Liz Winstead, and I said to her, you know, it was really amazing how that show transformed into something completely different, and John made it his own. I loved both versions of the show. Um, but what John did with the show is is incredible. And again, of course, it's it's going to be on the top of my list because it's brilliant. And, uh, I, you know, I do have a personal attachment to it. So I want to be careful with that. But even having said that, and God knows, I hope I don't get fired. Um, curb your enthusiasm. 
tops the list. Absolutely tops the list. Um, here's another show I, I never watched a single episode of, uh, Survivor. Never saw one episode. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I never watched any of the reality contest shows. Um, did not watch American Idol at all. At all. Not into it. I thought it was a karaoke contest. And forgive me, past winners, I don't know who you are. Um, I just didn't get into it. I mean, I, I know that who the people are that have affiliations with the show. Kelly Clarkson and um, Daughtry and, and people like that. But, of course, Jennifer Hudson. But I never really got into it. Um, I, I just couldn't. With regards to all of the reality shows, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan because I guess I've seen... Th- I could break through the third wall and, and know um, that you know it, it's staged. And, and again, I don't care for any of the people. There's not a reality show on TV that I care about their lives. So that, that's a big thing. Now we get into, again, the series um, that are, are, are popular. And there's really three shows that I jumped into hook, line, and sinker. Um, and I'm going to start with what I thought was the, the weakest of the three shows, but it was one of those things that once you got hooked, you had to finish watching, and that was Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, to me, was a nighttime soap opera. It was take the soap operas, General Hospital, Guiding Light, As the World Turns, all of that stuff, Young and a Restless. Take that. Put it on at night and make it about a biker gang. And that's what Sons of Anarchy was for me. And I enjoyed it. I definitely watched every episode. Um, With regards to connection with the characters, by the time we got through season three or four, I think I felt a disconnect to all of them. And at that point, I was watching out of habit. And I was watching just to see how it turned out and what would wind up happening and how the storyline would play out in this whole Othello-ish, you know, Shakespearean soap opera on motorcycles. Um, But by the time it was over, I I felt, again, there wasn't that, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Sons of Anarchy is gone. Um, Definitely did not feel that disconnect. Watched all of them. It was nice to see that that type of show has a place on television because, again, it is very soap opera-ish um, with better acting. Not the best acting, um, but fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. Then there's the three standouts. Um, and I'm going to go with my next one up. So I'm, I'm, I'll put this one third in series, and that's House of Cards. Uh, House of Cards is great for many reasons. One, I love the fact that it's on Netflix. I love the fact that there is an outside the network entity that is working. And this is from an entertainer's perspective. This is just me being selfish as an entertainer. Very grateful for the fact that shows can be made on other outlets and be successful because ultimately television as you know it today will not be the same six years from now from 
we're 2015, we're five years away. By the time some of your kids are graduating high school, television as you know it will no longer exist the way it is. Everything will be mainstreamed through your computer and everything's going to be, your, your television's going to be nothing more than a monitor streaming from a computer. Um, so it's nice to see that Netflix was able to put together a show with the quality of a house of cards. First of all, the casting, the actors, you're talking about some of the absolute best in the business. Um, Spacey, I mean, is forget it. Um, you know, you're without a doubt, one of the best really, really like the show. Love it. Can't wait for the next season to come out. Um, had some, Oh my God moments. And that's why it stands out as one of the, the top shows because there, there was, there's moments where I, I literally, my hands went to my head in shock of what I was watching. It moved a little quick for me in season two. I think we got to the point where we are now. And again, I don't want to you know give away and do any spoilers. I think where we got to in season two happened a little fast for me. I, I would have liked to have seen um, the character, Frank, get to the place where he is in one more season. I, I thought it was kind of a rush to get him where it is. But then again, I don't know where the writing's going. So, you know, season three may make me change my mind about the whole thing. But huge House of Card fan. Um, the next one up is Game of Thrones. I am a Game of Thrones geek, and I can't believe it. And here's why I can't believe it. Was not a Lord of the Rings guy, and I talked about this in the movie segment, just not a Lord of the Rings fan, didn't think I would really get into that genre of TV show. And when I started watching it, I got to say it wasn't easy to watch. You had a re- Game of Thrones is one of those TV shows you got to really pay attention. Um, there's a lot of different you know villages being built and, and the design and, and the whole the, the beginning of the show. When they show the different parts of the kingdoms, you got to really pay attention to that. You you have to know who's where and what's going on. Um, so it, it's a little bit of a complicated show, and you got to stay with it. But Game of Thrones hooked me more and more. Where Sons of Anarchy started losing me more and more, Game of Thrones has hooked me more and more. Every episode I watch of Game of Thrones, I'm more I'm deeper and deeper into the story. Uh, Sons of Anarchy was the opposite. It, it slowly lost me and, and drifted away. Um, so Game of Thrones, two on the list. Then there is my favorite series. Um, I, I found the humor in it. I found the, the, the serious, dramatic acting in it. And the balance of that to be brilliant. And it deserves every award it's ever won. I understand they are trying to potentially resuscitate it. There's a spinoff coming with regards to one of the characters. I'm a little bit worried about that. But Breaking Bad was an unbelievable series beginning to end. Uh, Walter White's character, his wife, the son, the brother-in-law, the cop, the the neurotic kleptomaniac sister-in-law. Um, 
got everything, the storyline, the meth, the, the cancer battle, um, the addiction to the, the win, um, to the revenge, the getting even, the plot twists, just brilliantly done. Vince Gilligan, God, you deserve every award you've ever won. Uh, I understand they may be bringing it back. I understand there's a potential that Walter White is not dead. He didn't die. I I don't know how I feel about that, but Breaking Bad was, was has probably been the show for me um, for the last five years leading up to the present. Um, that's the wrap-up for most of the shows. Um, I'll tell you the all-time greatest show on television and it's not really a show it's not a tv series it's not a comedy uh it's not a reality show um it it doesn't fall into the the daily show genre specifically but if you tell me what show at its end brought me to tears what was the one show that affected my life the most and it's fitting that i'm doing this podcast um the day that i'm doing it and and talking about this now nothing was more important to me than the johnny carson show the tonight show with johnny carson is without a doubt my favorite all-time television show across the board for any genre Um, if you put me on a desert island and you say to me you can have one show that you can watch for the rest of your life we will give you the vault of this tv show and this is all you can watch on a dvd player on a battery that will never die give me the tonight show with johnny carson um you can as great as All in the Family is and going through the 70s all the way, All in the Family, Welcome Back, Cotter, Cheers, South Park, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all the way current to Breaking Bad. You give me a series, a, a, a TV show on DVD, and, a, and this is all I can watch for the rest of my life, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Um, when Johnny Carson died, it was the one stranger I've never met that I've read about in the news dying that brought me to tears. Um, when the show ended his last TV show, I couldn't watch it. That's how emotional I was over the TV show ending as a kid. When I got good grades in school, I wanted to one reward from my parents. And that was to be able to stay up late and watch the Johnny Carson show, even as a kid. Um, to me, Johnny Carson embodies America. He is what this country, he's one of the people this country is built around in terms of what his TV show was to America. And I, without a doubt, have to say, not even a, a close first second, my favorite all-time TV show is The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And that is the wrap-up of TV shows throughout my lifetime. 
Of course, there were other TV shows I did not touch on, which left a mark on my life. I Love Lucy, again, a different decade. Um, I grew up with it, not from my lifetime, but because it was before me. I Love Lucy is in a, a category and class all by itself. The Honeymooners category and class all by itself. Um, you know, there's a couple of those shows. Abbott and Costello from the black and white era. Another one. These are, this is classic TV. I, I, I don't think it falls into my lifetime. So, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way till today. That is a different category. But from before my lifetime, those are the three that jump out at me. So don't think I forgot about them. So don't start sending me nasty emails. How could you not say I love Lucy, the Honeymooners, and Abbott and Costello? I'm throwing them in there. Uh, so they've made the list. Um, Get Smart. Uh, another funny show, The Munsters, of course. Not an Adams Family person. Definitely more Munsters. Again, that's Brady Bunch, Partridge Family. You had to like one of the families or the other. I was more of a 1313 Mockingbird Lane person than the Adams Family. In fact, I didn't like any of the Adams Family movies. Um, definitely a Munsters person. Um, but that's the rundown of the shows. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one as much as the movie one. Uh, that seemed to really appeal to you. You seem to like me to keep it light. I do want to get into some of the more heavy stuff. Again, the, the point of the podcast is have fun, raise awareness, kind of hit across the board. So uh, this one is following up on, on the last one, and, and I'm listening to you. I'm hearing your voices. Everyone, thank you for listening. Vince August, episode, God, what are we up to? 23 is now in the books. Spread the word.